Welcome into the Pop Culture Pile Driver. I am Jason Rossi. You can follow us along on the old Twitter machine at Pop Culture PD. That is Pop Culture. That's one word. And then PD. <laughs> uh, with me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast sphere, Billy D. Billy D, what's going on? Hello. Hey, what's up? Uh, not much. Had a bad eating day, day off, so I'm not too upset about it, but I was not <laughs> proud of what I ate. All right, well, then inquiring minds need to know, what did you eat? What, what is a bad day in the <sighs> world of you? Uh, I went to go have my, with that raisin toast in the morning, and Ooh. I didn't, like, I burnt it. Like, it was a set. Burn that toast. I, yeah, I forgot it was set to bagel, so that was ruined. So I had a PB&J, then I had uh, Popeyes, then I had Choco Tacos, and then I had mac and cheese. So I feel like an absolute pig. And what was the stretch of time? That's always important, I always feel like, because someone who has been, uh, has done their fair share of eating. I woke up at, like, probably nine. So nine to, like, just within the last hour. That's like a full day. Yeah, but it was not good. So diet starts tomorrow. Apparently, uh, don't forget you can, uh, you know, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, you can do that on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get a podcast, literally anywhere. If we're not on there, it's not worth having. Um, aside from that, you can make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, Pop Culture Pile Drive. It's PCP, it's three different words. Get addicted to the content, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, as well as over on Facebook now at the hashtag Dork Shared Universe. Uh, we're all on there now, um, you know, sharing content liking our own stuff uh it's very embarrassingly <laughs> fun um getting yelled at scolded by uh by goo in the background uh it's good do we, do we figure out who it was i don't know i it was definitely me one of the times because i was testing because on my iphone so if you by, by chance this is completely a non-secular um that if you have a fan page whether it's you whether you worked in media whatever you have the ability to like something from your page or the for your profile or your page uh so on i've noticed on my iphone it's always defaults to the page on my ipad i've had it now understand when it's me as in jason rossi the person um so i was testing that out but i don't know who it is and i'm sure everyone who's doing it has the same issue it's like the same thing even on Twitter. Sometimes like I click something, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna like that as pop culture pile driver, which you can follow again at pop culture PD. We strive for 105 right now. Yep, high goals. Um, when we get to that 105 followers, Bill, I will take a picture uh, like Robin Williams <laughs> in um, one hour photo, Just pants down shit. on the toilet. Yes, it may actually be. Um, so yeah, so we. Um, yeah, I think some people are liking the old posts, but that that's not a big deal. Well, aside from a big uh, big belly full of fool food and uh, feeling like a fool, uh, what else on your mind, Bill? Watched Hamilton today. It was good. I loved I, it. I was uh, not blown away. I mean, I'm a oh. huge fan of musicals, mm. and I think what really hurt it was it wasn't like a film adaptation of it. It was just a musical tape live, and I feel sure. that really takes away from the performance. But Mac of the Mac and Goo program, uh, aptly named, brought up the point and I, this is kind of what I was like, not like thinking of, but was really the, what was the problem with it for me? It was too much music. There was no breathing to it. There was no real like other story. It was just all like constantly. I was just like overwhelmed with it. They were all good songs, but I was just like, I need a little bit of breath. I need some building. I need some drama. I just think it lacked a little bit in that. It was, you know, very good. I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. Interesting. See, I, I, I think like for me, like I'm like, I don't want to say I'm a musical fan per se. I wouldn't say I'm not a music fan. I just like live like events, like whether it's sports, music, I'm obviously a big music fan, plays, all that kind of stuff. Like I went to like, I'll see every year, usually in like the Boston um, opera house, like they do like Frosty the snowman or stuff like that in the winter season and getting those free passes always dug that. Um, but uh, this one for some reason, like really grabbed my attention because of the same reasons you didn't like it. I like that. It was just straight, this like hip hop musical the whole way through. There was no just, all right, we're going to have a discussion now, which I can understand being both sides, but it really did make me angry that I didn't spend the money when I had opportunities in the past to go see this. It would have had been a trip to New York. It would have been a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but I just thought it was really cool. And I, I get what you're saying. Cause I think we will see a Hamilton movie, obviously probably in the next, hopefully, you know, with all things considered probably next two years, mm -hmm. but this was, I think the success of this will definitely spin into like them actually getting like, actors and or maybe even these characters playing the 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 characters in this movie which you know another thing was interesting i think there was only one white actor in the whole entire uh, play yeah there was uh some background people in there that were white but the other thing too is i think uh who is it uh lynn manuel yeah, Omar? something like that <laughs> uh that guy i think 
should not have played lead. I know he wrote it. Really? But he wasn't as good as the other people in the play. Uh, you could clearly see that, you know, those other guys were not, not that he was bad, but I think he was like, okay, this is the main guy. He wrote it. He wants to be in it. Maybe he should have cast like a legitimate, like unbelievable up and coming Broadway guy. I just didn't feel the same with him every time I was like, he's lacking a little bit. Maybe that's because I knew he wrote it too. But then like, I don't know. I also felt like he was just flexing the fact that he, the whole thing was music. Like that is, it, it's, it's an accomplishment. It's a feat, but I felt like he did it to the detriment of like pacing and story and time and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm going to disagree with you there again. I think, you know, I don't think he, I think he was good. I thought he was like the he's, best, he's like, good. I think he was the best actor out of them. I think the guy who played Thomas Jefferson was by far the best, like, artist and the guy who played George Washington, my God, that guy could, could sing me back to life. If I was dead, mm-hmm. he, was, he was amazing. Um, yeah, I thought overall, I don't know. I just really liked it. Um, you know, I was, I think I saw like Mac was talking about like, Oh, I'm going to have to watch it again for me. It's, that's a hard second watch, but the music I just loved. I, I really did. And I, it's so funny. They talked about all this editing they were going to do. Cause it's on Disney plus they only edited, I think the F word and the S word, everything else was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, swears. I mean, I love musicals, but I love, you know, kind of, big production like rent is like my favorite one that one's yeah. amazing and like i just you know the singing in that is you know main the main focal point whereas this one was you know a more hip-hop one which is it's good i love hip-hop it's probably my favorite kind of music but to me it's not the kind of musical i would prefer well well we'll see what that maybe maybe the next release again don't forget this was something finally disney plus did something to make you want to watch it by the way so i give them kudos on that as well it's really uh, what, they, they've done nothing I watch The Simpsons almost every night to go to bed, but that's but that's I mean new stuff. I mean like oh, giving no, you yeah, a secondary yeah. like anything new. Um, obviously, I know we're living in some very odd. Just times. the Mandalorian that was really like eye popping. Yeah, and and they well they did like they released like obviously some of these newer movies. Onward um, they, was great. Yeah, so I haven't seen. I haven't really watched any of the movies recently, which is weird. Not having a kid, but it's not like he like is like paying attention. He's just kind of like <laughs> looks at it, looks at me, and it's like, yeah, what else are we doing? I'm like, okay, I'll throw you around for a few minutes. Um. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what's on my mind? You know, it's been weird. I had a bunch of things earlier. Now, like that, we talked about, like, yeah, I definitely enjoyed Hamilton. There's been a lot of stuff. Like, I feel like baseball now being back, sports coming back, giving me like a pretty good feel. Like, I think if sports are to play, it will be the turn of whatever this whole situation we're living in will be. Because I think that will just be a good sign. If they don't play, which highly could happen, I think it's a whole other uh, situation there that I think could be scary. I think that would really suck, personally. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't really see you know it going well because once one guy gets it on the team, they're gonna shut down. And are you gonna shut down the whole like you know the, like you're just gonna get motto wins and stuff? That's gonna kind of suck, especially yeah. in NBA playoffs. So I'm looking forward to the return of sports, but I'm not optimistic that it's gonna come actually all the way through. Yeah, I don't think all three sports are going to have championships. That's my weird, odd prediction. Um, and I, but I want them to. Like, the, the the thing is, I don't want this to be a negative. I want this to be a positive. I want to find like I've been listening a little more to sports radio again, just because I feel like there's more like sport like things to talk about. Also, I think it is really funny. Patrick Mahomes, you know, on total sports note, you know, gets this huge contract. Like, what a weird time we're living in when a guy gets basically what could be up to like four hundred and fifty million dollars. Five oh three, they said in total. Perfect. Like the numbers just keep inflating. Watch. $100 million contract. And we have so many people in America right now that can't even get a job or go back to work yet as these phases continue. It's just like, it's such a weird world we're living in right now, but uh, that's not what we're here for. We're here to entertain. We're here to have some fun. I just brought us down for absolutely no reason, Bill. But today we're talking about summer blockbusters because we just passed the weekend of 4th of July, historically known as the weekend of releases of monster movies, not monsters in like scary but more like we're talking, they can gift that later. Uh, we're talking more in the fact of monster hits, summer blockbusters to be titled. That all came from a little known movie called Jaws in 1975 was the very original summer blockbuster. Um, we're today going to talk about the best summer blockbusters of our lifetime. And I believe our lifetime span is only a difference of like 12 or 13 months. But uh, so you have one extra calendar year on me on that but uh we're going to talk about the best ones but when bill first before we even get into it, when you think summer blockbuster like obviously we'll talk about these but like what is the first thing that like comes to mind like a huge summer blockbuster for me it was jurassic park and you know we can just start there because that's on my list it was the one that i remember like my family went to the movies like my whole family like my aunts my uncles my mom and dad my sister and we did that 
entirely one time in our lifetime and that was it we never did anything together like my grandmother came and like we all went to go see jurassic park because it had like that big feel of like this is a must-see movie and that was the kind of way that i looked at this so i have you know a different take on why i picked each one this one was mm. like very sentimental to me and it was a legit blockbuster this movie was fucking awesome you know the the gra- like i watched oh. it Two let's, days let's, ago, it still holds up. Yeah, let's get. We'll dig into it. Like, but I, I agree. Like, I think when I first hear summer blockbuster, obviously, I think Jurassic Park as well. To be honest, I think it's like one of those movies because you know what it did. It came out like a month. I think it was like somewhere in June, and I remember it as a kid because I actually went to the theater three times to see it, and all three times, you know, the part where Newman dies. Mm-hmm. I don't know his character name, which basically created the whole spinoff of the whole series. Which I think, honestly, here's a. I don't know if you want to call it a hot take or not. I think Jurassic Park is the only Jurassic. Um. Uh, shared universe movie worth watching i think the rest of them are all crap like legit not even close to being as good as this or as fun or as entertaining or as cared for as characters written everything about this movie was better than any of the other ones combined the first chris pratt one i really liked uh, might have been just because the redhead girl because i really thought she was super hot i'll give you a good episode of black mirror to watch with her uh, I think I know that's the one where she like goes to the party. The it's like the it's like the Meow Meow Beans episode for uh, Black Mirror. But um, if you haven't seen Community, but that's like I, I know what you're it talking is. about. Yeah, it's yeah. about getting so, likes. Yeah. So it's uh, it came out and actually not the summer technically. It was June 11th, 1993. But this was right. like I remember literally to this day being in the movie theaters, you know, pulling what we call a Billy amongst our friends and like having to run to the bathroom and run back to try and not miss as much of the movie as I could. Now, I will say as someone that is a larger man, not as large as I used to be, not as small as I once was, but uh, I used to hate going to anything with Bill because he would always have to take the aisle seat. Now, when you're like, I was probably at one point pushing like 250, 260, maybe a little higher. Um, (laughs) This bald look ain't making me look much better, but uh, pinhead over here. But the point of this is that I hated going to things with Bill because he would always get the aisle seat. He was like 155 pounds soaking wet. Jeans couldn't fit him because he couldn't keep his waist. They didn't make waist size 26. And this kid was just, I was like, what, what the hell he has? And he's like, oh, I got to pee all the time. Movies, everything. <laughs> and this is before we had like super comfortable seating, sporting events, anything. He, he would get the end. It's like, oh, crap. So I'm squishing my lard ass into smaller seats. But anyways, back to the point of what I was saying. The part where Newman dies in the movie when he gets sprayed by that really mm-hmm. scary looking um, uh, dinosaur. I never saw that scene till eventually came out on VHS because my dad took me out of the theater three times when we saw that because he didn't want me to see that scene. And I asked him, I questioned him. When you're a kid, you don't think twice. Like, okay, scary scene. How the hell did he know when that scene was coming? I don't I, know. Maybe he was uh, the creator of Run P. Honestly, <laughs> I was in every other scene in that movie, the Velociraptors, kill, eating people in the beginning of the movie. I remember being young and scared, but like oddly entertained and like enthralled at the same time. Um, but like, to me, it's so funny how like I was taken out of the theater for that scene, not once, not twice, three times in that summer. And then eventually I saw the scene. And I'm like, that wasn't even bad. Like no, the dude getting just... eaten by the, by the Velociraptor off the toilet is 10 times Ooh, scarier. Yeah, that's that. great. That's scary. Like for I mean, the whole movie is like, if you're going to get, you know, if you're not going to let, the deaths usually aren't the scariest part. It's usually the suspense. And yeah. that one wasn't even graphic. You just get kind of sprayed. No, it's like sprayed. And then they all jump in like the, you just see the can follow down the thing. But uh, we'll get into a little more Jurassic Park in just a moment. But, you know, like we said, the kicked off with The Godfather, I believe the reason there is a title of the summer blockbuster is Jaws. And the reason that is, is because it's a summertime movie. What do people want to do in the summertime, Bill? They want to pop the top. They want to get on their little keenies and they want to get those, they want to get those tan, those cheeks tanned over in the beach. And uh, Jaws ruined that. Jaws ruined that for everybody. Uh, Steven Spielberg made that movie. He, it's my personal favorite movie of all time. I love watching it. Uh, completely understand people that like think it's not, I don't think anybody thinks it's overrated, but I think people completely like it's hard to like watch all the time. Uh, like I think you're a big Shawshank Redemption fan, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I put these two in the same category. Now I've never really, you know, Shawshank Redemption movie. I got to rewatch. That's definitely on my list. Um, I was talking to my wife about this, that and a few good men are movies that like I've seen liked, but I was a kid and I didn't really get it. Um, so I need to rewatch as an adult. But anyways, um, the thing with Jaws is like, it's like Shawshank. It's like, you can't watch that movie every day. Even if you like, of course, if you love it, you can, but like it, it, there's a lot to like sit through and there's a lot that goes on, but uh, it became like the movie of the summer and became everybody and their mother and their children went to flood to theaters or drive-ins at the time to go see this movie. So that's where the whole blockbuster came from. And there really wasn't a ton. Let's be honest. Like there was like, I was looking at an article we were looking at and I was looking at box office. Like 
there was a lot of summers where there really wasn't like the movie of the summer. Cause you have to remember big movies time, usually are holidays. Yeah. Holidays is one of the big ones, but there are some huge summer blockbusters and you know, we have a list of 10, but that um, was later. Like they didn't yeah. start like the seventies, like yeah, jaws. Then you didn't get much till we got to the later portion where I think we really kick off our list, which we'll get to in a minute. Cause I, I basically lined these up in chronological order. You can take in any order you want for yours. Um, but I just think it's so funny how like for as many blockbusters, even recently, like we can talk about this, like a uh, uh, spoiler for this. The earliest one we have is from 1985 and the latest one we have is from 2014. So like even the last few years, like in our eyes, and I think most people would agree, like they're called summer blockbusters, but are you, I don't really call Toy Story. Was that really a summer blockbuster? It was close to making my list Toy Story 3 because I legit was excited to see that movie. And it was the one that I saw, you know, pretty much as a full adult. I think both yeah. of the other ones came out when we were a little bit younger. I might've been in like eighth or ninth grade. And um, that one I was legit excited for. You know, was very emotional towards the end. Oh like, man, that <laughs> scene with the, with the toy, oh, with the toys crazy. going into the bird. I thought they were. It, I that movie did a great job for me as an adult to make me forget that I'm watching a child movie. Like in yeah. that scene, I'm like, they're all about to just melt. Okay, but I'm like, wait, no, this is for kids. Yeah, and that's what Disney does really well is make a movie for an adult and a child, and that's you know where they really hit home runs with all of the Toy Story movies and kind of you could have wrapped up each one of the Toy Story movies at the very end and they still found a way to get you another one. I saw, I believe Toy Story 4 came out last summer because I think it was around this time I took my nieces and nephew to see it. So, I mean. I've never seen it. Still haven't seen Toy Story 4. And you know what? I've never seen Toy Story 2. Oh, both of them. Excellent. I think you've seen the two best, but the other two are very good. They're still like, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, they're either near perfect or very close to perfect. Sure. But again, those are movies like I don't look at it as like a summer blockbuster. Maybe it's also we came up through the 90s of our like, you know, growing years where we have some of the big hitters that we'll get into. But Bill, you want to kick it off? You want me to? I, know I mean, we already kind of talked about Jurassic Park, you know, PG-13, two hours and seven minutes came out in 1993 on IMDb. It's 8.1 out of 10. Um, Wait, I think 0.1? Yeah, I think that's a little bit like, honestly, it uh, is really one? good. 8.1. Oh, eight. I thought you said A, like an A point. I was like, what is that, a zero? <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, you know the story of this. They recreate dino- dinosaurs. They're supposed to all be ladies, but they mix it with some frog DNA, and <laughs> they turn into men, and they, you know, you know, a bunch of stuff happens in the trailer park. You know, you could go and see the uh, the, the spinoff of this, Billy and the Truckosaurus, as oh, mentioned by great. The Simpsons. But, um you know, it really is a great movie. I watched it again. Yeah, like two or th- I think it was on on Fourth of July on TV, and I sat down and watched the whole thing. It's still amazing. Jeff Goldblum, unbelievable. Samuel, very good. I hate both of the kids. They're both super fucking annoying. I don't no, like Lauren you, Dern. You gotta give. Uh, I just almost forgot Tim. You gotta give Tim some uh, credit. That kid, he survived everything. <laughs> yeah, he this did. kid gets electrocuted. He gets it thrown off the side of a cliff <laughs> in a car by a T Rex. Survived. Survived getting like pecked at by Velocir. I mean, whatever the bird ones are called. I can't even think of Stegosaurus fly. Them too. Um, everything. The running by things with a big giant poop. This kid almost got murdered several times, and then not to mention him and his sister, which I don't remember her character name. That's no, um, but like the part where they're basically the smart velociraptors, those really brainiac ones, like almost killed them in that kitchen, mm-hmm. which is one of the best scenes. Uh, that movie is just awesome. It is so. It's like leaps. Like not only do I think it's the best. I mean, any Park scene movie, is amazing. It's the best dinosaur movie by far. Like don't even bring up Godzilla's. Don't oh. bring up any like. Anything that's out of like, I love one of my favorite movies is Cloverfield, but like that's aliens kind of, but like this movie, it's just so damn good. There is nothing, there's very nothing unwatchable or not to like about this movie. I was just going to say, what other dinosaur movies are there? There's pretty much only like monster movies that like they might be dinosaurs. The only movie that I think, I don't know if you want to put this, obviously it's not dinosaur, but like King Kong could be like in that, but like Skull Island was really good. The original King Kong, awesome. I've just been my old days of watching movies with my dad. I love that. But like this movie is by far, beats them all. It beats them all. And it's not even close. What does Keith call it? SDA, sweet dino action. This this has the most, this has the most sweet dino action. This This is is the the only good sweet dino action. I watched Jurassic World. It was a movie full of characters you didn't care about and you didn't understand where the hell they came from. The only one you cared about was the park owner and he got croaked. And then the second one was maybe one of the most unwatchable movies I've ever seen. Dinosaurs like with brains and like, like literally creeping in like spies. That movie's 
god awful. If anybody says they like that, they're lying. They just want to like it. Um, but everything else, I just think Jurassic Park, amazing movie. I like you said, that's an eight point one on IMDb. There are that, like I said, I've had a real hard time, and you've been handing out elevens like they're going out of style. That is as cool. That's like a ten point five in the eleven yeah, scale. I, I think eight is about right. I might even give it a seven point five. Again, Step Brothers is an eleven. Yes, hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like there are some dull moments in Jurassic Park. The whole Lard and Dern talking to the um, friggin' uh, park Boom. owner. Yeah, it's oh, really yeah. fucking boring. A quick question before we move on to the next one: What Please. was your favorite dinosaur as a kid? As a kid, it was a Velociraptor because um, I'll be Triceratops. Really hmm. interesting. I love Velociraptor because they were just fast. And then, you know, it's funny. I actually became to love that little awkward one. That I can't remember the name now, the one that killed Newman because I got all into that because I had the toys. Let's be honest. Jurassic Park, the real reason this movie is also awesome. They had badass toys. I, I didn't have any of the Jurassic Park toys. Oh, you want to know a quick little aside story? You know, we'd like the wrestling on this podcast. Uh, Grant, who is like, you know, Grant, the character, um, he, uh, there was an action figure him who was my WWE champion for quite a long time. Oh, you could have fought Skinner. They would have had a hell of a matchup. Honestly, there was some amazing matchups. He he won them all. He won a King of the Ring tournament. There was a lot of stuff. I said, my little wrestling with the toys. But, uh, you know, as most people were filming themselves in backyard wrestling, I was playing with toys for way too long. Um, up next, uh, you good with Jurassic Park? Oh, yeah. We can talk about it all day. Let's be honest. That might have mm -hmm. to be its own. Uh, for me, I'm going to start off with uh, the summer blockbuster. And the first one that I really recall as a child, it's Terminator 2 Judgment Day. 1991 was released on July 3rd. Uh, you know, fitting to be on the exact time frame of the summer blockbuster, July 4th weekends. This was definitely the beginning of that weekend being the releases. Uh, this movie grossed a gajillion dollars, Bill. By a gajillion dollars, I actually mean it grossed $439.4 million on the old Rotten Tomato. It is a 93%, and the audience score is 94%. If you love the line, hasta lo, uh, hasta, I was supposed to say hasta luego, um, hasta la vista, baby, I'll be back. That's this. That wasn't T1. It's T2. Terminator 2 might be one of the best like action movies. Also has a great villain. Like the first one, I don't know how much you watch Terminators. The first one's, I don't even think that good of a movie. I mean, the uh, first one, Arnold's the villain. Yeah, it's just really not that great of a movie. It's kind of slow. It's dry. It's much darker. But this movie is awesome. This movie's got seen action. This boy? Yeah, it's yeah. That's that's a good scene. But um, but like honestly, this movie is everything you want. It's got uh, is it? Why do I forget his name? No, I was supposed to call Robert Furlan. What's the kid's name in this movie? He was in Pet Cemetery. Uh, I can look it up. Um, but the point is like this movie has so many likable things to it from characters. Arnold Robert Patrick. No, Robert Patrick's the bad guy. He's the Edward Furlan. Ah. Or furlough, whatever his name. You have Linda oh. Hamilton. You have it's just a, a star-studded cast. People you cared about. Great action. And this movie had so many advertisements. I remember as a kid watching like the NBA playoffs. I, I don't know where the Celtics would have been in '91. I know Bird was still on the team, but I actually remember like seeing advertisements for Terminator Two, and it was all this hype. And to me, this was like that first like holy smokes, big time action movie. Again, also released over the Fourth of July weekend. Incredible movie. And Bill, I will say, when we're just flying out with the hottest of hot takes, this might be the greatest sequel of all time. I think it's the best, you know, most well-respected sequel of all time. My favorite one is still Major League Two. But yeah, Terminator 2 is up there. Terminator 2, I, I, we can have that argument, but I think there's one <laughs> thing that's hard to argue is that it is better than their original. And there's oh, yeah, not a ton far. of movies that – because, like, I think Major League Two might be better than Major League One, but I could see the argument for both. Like, I don't think there's an argument for Terminator No, this movie is 100% better than Terminator 1. I don't remember the, uh, the, the first – you know, the Stallone Rambo? movies, the Rambo, but Rambo movies always confuse me with their like titling. Oh, me too. I am but I think it's movie. Rambo, and then Rambo First Blood is the second one, right? Yeah, yes, it's Rambo First Blood. I know is the second one. Then there's like Rambo Three, but it's actually like four. It's it, it's a very confusing stuff. And Sylvester Stallone also might be very underappreciated because he writes all his movies yep. and you know directs parts of them. He's, he's and people just look at him like he's a, like some lunkhead. But um, I think Terminator Two. I will also say by far with a bullet the best Terminator movie and you can put all the rest of them combined and they're not as good as this one. Salvation, all these new ones they're creating. Kiss my ass. Yeah. That's the other thing with summer blockbusters. If they hit, you get a bunch of them so far. All yeah. the ones we've mentioned, Jaws, uh, yep. Jurassic oh, Park, uh, Terminator. I they just made another Terminator movie. They're making yeah. another Jurassic Park movie. I mean, oh, they, are they really, yeah, I think so. 
Uh, they stopped making Jaws movies, but there was what, like four of them. Four technical Jaws, and then every other movie that has a shark is basically one of Jaws. I mean, like the Deep Meg. Blue Sea is fucking unbelievable. Well, the Meg was <laughs> awesome. If you the like Meg a was, good bad no, movie, the, I yeah, fucking love that movie. The Meg was super dumb, but super worth watching. Then oh, they yeah. have all those like forty-seven meters downs that are actually super scary, but uh, you know, involving sharks. And then they had that movie with um, Blake Lively, which I, the Shallows. Mm-hmm. All right, so All right, I'll go next. Men in Black, 1997. Oh, PG-13, hour and 38 minutes runtime, an action-adventure comedy. Ooh. Came out July 2nd, 1997. Now, this one I was, again, hyped for as a yes. little kid. It has the music video. Will Smith was fucking awesome back then. I was a huge Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fan. I liked his music. <laughs> like, everything about him, like, just screamed cool. He's on this list a few times. He was like, he still is kind of the king of summer blockbusters he was in Aladdin. the 90s at least you can't deny at least the 90s like he was in the highest grossing one i think recently aladdin was aladdin yeah last year right yeah i think that was 2019 so and he was the best part of that remake i don't really think they need to remake them but he at least made it a little bit different but he's phenomenal in this movie everything about him just engrosses you right from the beginning they establish him as a cool character the new york cop Chases down the alien. He goes to the training, separates himself by kind of being like the smartest guy in the room. We're all like the, you know, sir, with the hunters, like making fun of like the military guys. And it's just a great, you know, fish out of water story where he gets into, you know, the men in black, seeing all the aliens and like Elvis is an alien. His teacher was an alien. That shit, like the kind of stuff you kind of always thought if you were a conspiracy theory type person, like uh, they kind of pay off. Yeah. The like more yeah, and then the dude monk, uh, Tony Shalhoub. Oh my god, when his head gets knocked off and he recreates. Uh, just J and K. I love like the single name. I know it sounds like simplistic, but like as like a simplistic person, especially being a kid, like I'll never forget those characters' names because they're mm-hmm. just J and K. Simplistic. Um, I also just thought, like you said, the music. Will Smith couldn't have been hotter at the time. He's still in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, he just came off uh, last year, coming out with Independence Day. It was a little more adult kids could watch, but this was really for like. You know, you could be 12 years old and you're going to see Men in Black because it was mm-hmm. awesome. The scene where that whole alien ship just crashes right in front of them, just great visuals, great tech. Um, you know, the song that was burning up the charts the entire summer. I'm going to quickly look up because I believe that was a number one song for many weeks. Oh, it had to be. Like, my parents liked that song. It was oh, and you um, be in the dance, too. Yeah, I forget who sang the original one, but it was like, uh, Will You Forget uh, Me Not? Yeah, Forget Me Not. Yeah, I don't know who it is either. It's just some like late 70s, early 80s, like. Before Euro Trash, but and she was a female song. pop star too, I believe, or um, R&B artist. But you know, he did the same thing. I think exactly tried to recreate the same thing with Wild Wild West to less critical acclaim. Um, yeah, famously turned down the role as Neo in the Matrix. I so I don't blame him. If I had a pick at the time, come on, man, that Wild Wild West. You can't make a song to the Matrix. There's no hit song to the Matrix. That's very true. I mean, I do love. I made the little video to tease this podcast. It was probably one of my oh, favorite awesome. videos I've ever made because no, I the fucking best. love that song. <laughs> By the way, Patricia Russian is the name of the artist who sang "Forget Me Not." Oh, Forget okay. Me Not. It's a plural. I did not know it's plural. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and this song, you know, obviously, was on Big Willie style. I'm trying to see how long it was. Uh, I'm not seeing how. Oh, charts. It was number one in a gajillion country. Belgium, it only reached number 14. Come on, Belgium. Uh, so tell me how long. But platinum, two times platinum in Australia. Platinum, obviously, the United States. It was so a big hit. It was gigantic. It was the song of the summer. It was the movie of the summer. Men in Black, without a doubt, with a bullet. Incredible stuff by Will Smith. Uh, up next for me, we'll go back that one year. Bill, we'll re- 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 reverse time. It was an Independence Day released July 3rd, 1996. Just for you keeping score, we mentioned now this Independence Day, Men in Black. When he did do uh, Wild Wild West, that was also released the weekend of uh, July 4th. So he is definitely the master of the uh, summer blockbuster, at least in the 90s. He had that crazy stretch. But uh, Independence Day was released, like I said, on July 3rd. It grossed $624.1 million. My God. On Rotten Tomatoes, has a score of 66 on the tomato meter and 75% with audience score. This movie has got a lot of things going for it. It's not the perfect movie. I understand the scoring. Will Smith is hilarious. You also have great Bill uh, Pullman is really good in this movie as the president. One of the best presidential speeches in any movie. Um, right up there with Harrison Ford, get off my plane. That might be the best presidential uh, performance of all time. Oh, yeah. Air Force One. But um, it is just such a damn good movie. Uh, there's really you know great technology with the aliens on this one. Obviously, Men in Black was more like 
goofy kind of comic booky where this one was like legit like i thought they looked as good as the movie alien like the, how scary the aliens were uh you have so many different side plots for like the family with um randy quaid and his uh bad uh, boys i'm back like great scene as he's saving the day at the end to his like kind of like I don't want to say like trailer park family. Mm-hmm. You have all these different storylines. I think this movie also spun off where Mars attacks came in. Like they kind of use this, like, I feel like, um, I guess you could say like plot lines, the way they kind of set it up. Uh, also you have Vivica Fox in a great role. You have Will Smith. I think that's his actual son. Or is that the kid who just played Nikki in Fresh Prince? I always forget. I think his kid might've from- been too young. Yeah. Yeah. Like- I think this is Nikki from Fresh Prince. Yeah, Jaden was talking like a baby on the uh, Big Willie style album. Yeah, just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you. Had, I just think this is a great summer blockbuster. A lot of fun uh, if you're going to rewatch a movie. Again, not a movie you could just sit down and just watch like front to back on a given day because there's a lot of slow parts. But again, Will Smith, hilarious. The part when he's just kind of all on his own when he kills the alien in the spacecraft. They're out in the desert and he's That's just dragging him. That's the best fucking part. Yeah, it's I the, fucking love that. Self-acting, like acting in a mirror. Like we joke about some wrestlers, like they could wrestle a, a man mannequin like he literally rest like acts in front of himself and it's awesome yeah i mean when he's just talking shit on the way to the man yeah. and then he punches him in the face and that was the only part where i was like i punched an alien in the face is that really gonna kill him but it was still really cool Good point. A fun movie <laughs> stands out to me very highly uh another one of those childhood movies that my parents took me to see and again i think i was taken by my parents to see maybe eight movies my uncle was like the guy who took us okay. every weekend to see movies that was like kind of his thing so i saw 90 percent of movies with my uncle growing up but this was like one that like my parents took me to so it was like one of those like sentimental things and it would nice. always be on tv and i loved it oh yeah absolutely all right who you got next so for me turn the fucking mic on <laughs> <laughs> just what is uh, this the beginning of uh, fat joe yeah <laughs> mike is on um <laughs> Now, the next one, now this one is in the, you know, the realm of when I was born, but I wasn't like anticipating to see it come out because I was two years old when this movie was released. <laughs> it's Back to the Future 1985, Ooh. but this one just holds uh, another one that I would watch with my family growing up. My uncle showed me this movie for the first time. It is one of the all-time great movies ever, like Marty McFly and Doc, one of the all-time greatest duos. Rick and Morty's kind of like based off of this movie. Oh, yeah. I, I was um, going to actually ask you that because uh, you watch a lot more Rick and Morty. I don't know how much you read about it, but I, like again, I've only watched season one like on repeat. I'm too scared to even move forward. Uh, I know it's that phenomenal. Can, but like... I watch it and I always think I'm like, this has to be based on like Doc, at least him. Like maybe not Marty as much, but like sometimes he wears like the way he wears the backpack. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm like Morty. I'm like, oh, is this? Uh... I mean, anyway. the guy's wearing a white lab coat with crazy hair. <laughs> it's a little tiny kid going, oh, geez, I don't know. Doc, Doc, what the hell's a chicken want? Like it's pretty much identical. But the best part about this movie to me is the enchantment under the sea dance when they go <laughs> and he has to stop his mom from, uh, you know, basically getting raped by Biff and make sure he hooks up with the parents. When, when he does the, it's me, your cousin, Marvin, <laughs> Marvin, Marvin Barry. <laughs> like, everything about that whole scene is one of, I think the, I think it's one of the best scenes in movie history from the dance to the end right there. Cause it's just like got everything that I would want in a movie that I would make. And you know, Michael J. Fox, you know, the peak of his career oh, and yeah, just a breakout. phenomenal performance. The mother, like Calvin Klein and like her flirting with him, like, Oh, he's so dreamy. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Caroline in the city there and, and talk about her peak form there looking good. Oh yeah. Um, but also, um, you know, everybody was good in this movie too. That's another like just underrated thing. Like a lot of times in movies like this, you kind of like, ah, the acting's fine. But like when you don't think, when you're not like this movie's odd or that character's odd, that means somebody's doing some good acting. And I think throughout this, you had really good performances. Um, you also get, like you said, Biff, which is at all time, like, famous heel when you had bullies in school you're like oh what a biff like oh that guy's such a biff mcfly yeah McFly. Uh, hello mcfly and just you know well that was a teacher i think actually but um but everything else like it's great like the movie you have the hoverboard stuff you have so many like innovative things and time travel can be such a confusing crappy way of using in movies we could talk about endgame another time but like this movie does such a wonderful job with its time travel stuff because things always equal and this one was pretty dark in like a funny way like kind of like black humor because or whatever they call it now i don't know if you can use that term but like dark humor is because you have marty's mother trying to hook up with her son the whole movie plot line is around terrorism Mm -hmm. it's it's dark it's not like this like light-hearted thing and then i do like how like i like back to future one and two and i like how they kind of like correlate with each other after three you could throw in the goddamn 
garbage aside from the part where he's dancing when he gets shot another um, summer blockbuster i believe i mean I, I, well, yes, blockbuster, but it came out in the summer no and i think it was like the highest grossing of like 92 or whenever the point the third one came out but um or maybe it was earlier than that but anyways i just think you're right i think this is one of the all-time great movies the 80s has a lot of these because obviously it had a time of different technology but this is one of the greatest movies of all time yeah, the only problem for me with this one is I need to rewatch it every once in a while because it kind of blends with two so much because there's yes. so many similar things. Well, it's that the happen. same movie in different time frames. Yeah, uh, but yeah. it's phenomenal. I love Marty McFly and still waiting on the hoverboard technology that was promised to us, you know, some 25 years ago, 35, 35 years, 35 years ago. My I was God. born that year. So I was going to say it's 35 years. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it is interesting how like they pat, like a lot of these things have passed. I'm also the scene you're talking about family guy in one of the best family guy episodes called meet the quagmires does that exact like scene. Um, with like, you know, Brian goes back to try to mm -hmm. save Lois to get back with Peter. Great stuff. Um, all right, up next for me, we're going to jump into the 2000s, one of the most highly anticipated movies that kind of changed the game from one of the movies I know that will be on your list when it comes to comic book action hero, Superman-type movies. Uh, we're talking comic book movies. It is Spider-Man. The original Sam Raimi Spider-Man was released on, I think it was May, May 3rd on 2002. Domestic gross of $626.1 million. That's a lot of shekels, people handed out a Rotten Tomatoes score of 90%. You never see that. Never see that with comic book movies, especially during this era. Uh, the audience score is just a 67. I think history has done that to it more than the actual movie. This movie was awesome. This movie was everything. You have the perfect Perfect Peter Parker and Tobey Maguire. It built 2002. You're not finding a better one. Up until even this kid. This kid's too good looking. Um, I just forgot his name. Um, what's it, Who plays Tom Holland or whatever his name is? Tom Holland who plays Spider-Man now. Way too good looking. No, he looks just like a regular dude. He does not. He's got a six pack. He's got like an eight pack. No regular dude has He's Spider-Man. He's supposed to. No, you didn't get it that way. Tobey Maguire didn't, just like the guy. We'll talk about the, why early superheroes are the best superheroes. But Tobey Maguire was like the uh, – he was just a dork. Like he wasn't good, necessarily good looking. He wasn't bad looking. Just looked like your average like dorky kid you probably pick on in high school. Um, you, just an awesome movie though. They Just the technology in this one, uh, great villain. You had James Franco. You had um, – Willem Dafoe is Willem the Defoe, absolute best, you know – green goblin you could ever want he just fucking looks like him the face this, is it really perfect. is the scene when the aunt may who by the way is a gajillion years old another perfect aunt may even though she's more like grandma may when she is praying and he blows up the side of the apartment and just terrifying scene just goes finish it <laughs> he's, she's praying to God. She's doing like an Our Father. He blows up the side of the room and comes in just going, finish it. <laughs> that is terrifying. This movie's great villain, great setup, good scenes. The the part where you think his identity is going to be seen a couple times, good stuff. Uh, this movie had a ton of hype. It was going to be released months earlier. 9-11 happened. They had to kind of redo some of the scenes because it was obviously not only in the poster was Spider-Man chilling between the Twin Towers. There was a scene with the Twin Towers the twin towers that was uh, eventually had to be edited out um incredible movie one of the ones is i remember as a kid being like okay this is like got me hyped and there was a video game that was tied with this that came out right before the movie was released and one of the best soundtrack songs or song made for a movie hero with chad kroger and nickelback with saliva oh my god that song i've said for years i want people to remake that every year with different collaborations so it was a good movie in 2002, so we weren't really kids. I remember our buddy Kevin, huge Spider-Man guy, and now Spider-Man is probably one of my favorite superheroes. But at the time, sure. I did not love him. I was a Batman guy growing up. Hmm. So this movie, I thought it was really good. And from a guy who kind of thought Spider-Man was a doof and hated him, that's <laughs> saying a lot because now some of my favorite movies are Spider-Man movies, but the Tom Holland and the Spider-Verse ones. So Tobey Maguire you know, helped a little bit with this one. So I really enjoy this one. It's probably my third or fourth favorite Spider-Man movie right now. Third or fourth. So you're just going to put like Spider-Verse and then the first oh, Tom Spider Holland one. Yeah, Spider-Verse is awesome. I'm just, I always think of, I, I like forget to think of that movie. Sometimes mm -hmm. when I think of the Spider-Man movies, but uh, oh, that movie was incredible. But yeah, a lot of fun watching uh, anything Spider-Man. Aside from those uh, amazing Spider-Man movies, that was also uh, James Garfield. Again, too good looking <laughs> in my opinion. 
I mean, and I don't know if Spider-Man 3 was in the summer. but Oh, my man. God. That movie. I remember when we saw that. I thought it was the oh, best movie I've ever seen. It's fucking terrible. There was a million bad guys. There was so much shit going on. Just every two seconds, crazy, crazy shit all the time. And then you realize it's all bad and just really poorly done. But at the time, I was like, it was like a wrestling match to me. It's like, it was like a, like a Royal Rumble. There was so much stuff going on. Be like, it doesn't mean it's good. But I liked it at the time. <laughs> Sounded good at would- the time. Uh, <laughs> so we'll go to Batman aptly Woo-hoo-hoo. right after that. Uh, Batman 89, uh, PG-13, two hours and six minutes, pretty much the kickoff to these kind of comic book era movies. Era. I was a huge Batman kid growing up, and pretty much I only had the Adam West ones to lean on. And, we all did. That was yeah. it. That was and, it, literally. That was the only thing that was of like all superheroes aside from Superman before this. You had like Swamp Thing, that was like a TV show, but, but I, nothing really. The Hulk. I, I had the shitty, like, they looked like Barbies, but, like, the Batman and Robin, like, the fucking... Toys! Yeah. The, action, like, action the Bruce figures. Wayne and, like, no, the Batman one that was Adam West. So I was a huge Batman get- kid, and I remember my sister got taken to Canopy Lake that summer. My uncle took her, and my uncle mm-hmm. was like, I'll take you to see Batman. Not my uncle who took Ooh. me all, all the movies, a different uncle. I'll and he never that- did. He oh. never did. So every time I saw him, I'd be like, you want to take me to see ridiculous. Batman? He did not. And then every time a new Batman movie came out, and to this day, I still ask him when a Batman movie comes out, are you going to take? Because this was like, I probably shouldn't have seen it. I would have been like seven, maybe, maybe six. No, you would have been like, yeah, like you were born in 83. So you would have been like around six. Six Six. ish. Six ish. But I remember he said he would take me. Maybe my parents were just like, don't take him to see that movie. It's a little too adult. But I fucking love this movie. Michael Keaton, phenomenal job as a tiny little Batman guy. Uh, Jack Nicholson. (laughs) was phenomenal as the Joker. I don't Go like his Joker. origin story now more knowing about the Joker, but you know, the, the mirror, the mirror, the Prince soundtrack proving that all movies have phenomenal, all great movies have great soundtracks. Yes. The music in this movie is out of control. It's one of the few times I found Kim Basinger super, super hot. Like Basinger, she looks, Basinger. Whatever. She's phenomenal in this movie. And the Vicky Vale, Vicky, Vicky Vale. Oh, the, she's right. I hated the Joker's henchman, though. The guy, he's like his right-hand man. I fucking hated that guy for some reason. He looked like a rip-off Bobcat Goldweight. <laughs> the thing about this movie on top of you, you mentioned it, honestly, there's some big sacrifices that have happened in, in our lifetime. Well, not ours, but like Ted Williams left baseball to go perf- like be in the war and be like mm-hmm. a war hero. Prince sacrificed his own music to make the Batman soundtrack. What I mean by that, and obviously that is his music. He released a Batman album that is under the Prince lore. Like that is his album. He did the whole damn thing. Danny Elfman, obviously with the score, but like he made this album. This Bat Dance is awesome. You can listen. This is a great album. If you're like, I don't know the best way to say I don't know if it's like a road trip or you like have to go do something that's going to take you like a half hour in the car and you just want to put on that Batman 89 soundtrack, you will enjoy your time. If it's sunny out, you put those windows down, Bat Dance, you got Vicky Vale, you got some great jams in there. It's awesome. The movie is so much fun. The Joker by Jack Nicholson, like you said, origin, don't care or not. The look of this guy, awesome. The the ridiculously big gun towards the end of this movie, that like in my is still in my head to this day and I'm waiting for something to replicate how awesome that scene is is um batman with the I, oh no that was later i always forget if that was the visa batman but i think that was oh batman. no that's george clooney never leave oh, george clooney. that's fucking yeah. terrible a lot of the stuff in this batman kind of sucks i kind of the logos not one of the better logos the batmobile kind of sucks but him in the suit looks fucking great the opening scene you know i'm batman fucking beating the crap out of the thugs it's a, a great telling of you know that bruce wayne story not like the origin or whatever but just him as bruce wayne i thought he was a very good bruce wayne and Batman. oh yeah i liked him as batman only because it was the first i give a lot of credit to first he wanted to play batman as well that is something that goes underrated wouldn't you want to play batman no of course but michael keaton's such a big fan like there's one other story that's out there that nicholas cage being the biggest superman fan and was doing everything he could to revive the series in the 90s he wanted to play superman never ended up happening um but michael keaton was like a huge comic book nerd and said he wanted he did everything he could to get that role and they gave it to him even though the producers the directors like everyone creating the movie was like oh, he doesn't really look like batman but it ended up working out um you know obviously looked like like me and then got in a bat suit and looked jacked but i love the movie Let's yeah, get incredible well bill we'll go from one batman to maybe the greatest batman movie yeah. in 2008 it was released on july 18th we're talking about the dark night talk about hype you've heard about this movie for like four months 
Obviously, the death of Heath Ledger did a lot to kind of spark a bigger conversation about this movie. Um, but, you know, this movie, you know, obviously Batman Begins, I thought was incredible. It's one of my favorites of the Batman, all the Batmans as well. Um, I'm a big origin story fan. But this movie grossed $671.3 million. That is a lot of shekels as well. Uh, and also, this one just crushes. On the tomato score, Rotten Tomato, 94%. 94% audience score. That means critics and audience alike. That's very rare on there but this movie's just got it all great storytelling incredible action um you know the ups and downs of being a hero like they, they play so much more than just your you know prototypical superhero this is really where the the i think this was the pivot point for all superhero movies where it wasn't about being that good guy who rises above and does all the right things it goes behind to be like i have to sometimes do the right thing that's going to make me look bad that's going to make the whole thing better and it was just really really well done this movie you know heath ledger i still think and take put a you know bully gun to my head bark gun to my dick i think the reason he's revered as much is because of his passing i say this all the time i'm not trying to take away it's an amazing performance regardless but i think the you know like i said nirvana is one of the biggest bands of all time the beatles are one of the biggest bands of all time because you'll never see them again you'll never see more because of you know early deaths and things like that but uh i just think keith ledger was incredible in this movie but the hype became even bigger uh, and obviously, like, I don't think people talk enough about Christian Bale. He's okay as Batman. Like, this movie, he was really cool. His voice is way over the goddamn top. Like, people want to make fun of Bane and the Dark Knight Rises. But him in this movie, like, if you watch it again, it's ridiculous. He must have the sorest of sore throats after filming. Uh, I really, really love this movie. The Two-Face element of it makes it probably, you know, over the top, one of the better Batman movies. Oh, because. Story. The storytelling of that, along with the Joker and the way they both play into it, is absolutely phenomenal. Heath Ledger's performance is legendary, and I think it would be legendary to the same heights if he was still alive. I get the whole, you know, you appreciate an artist a little bit more after he passes, the Nirvana thing we already touched on, our, uh, you know, what was it, 90 rock band thing. I still think mm -hmm. they're great, and I, I don't care about the death. Like, this performance by Heath Ledger was out of this world good. The whole, from start to finish, like, the scene in the bank, from like that to where oh. he like you know has the two guys fight with the fucking broken pool cues like everything about his performance is great. I think the ending of this movie is slightly weak. That's the only thing I take away from this. Where the ending of The Dark Knight Rises is fucking awesome. Oh. Like this one just takes a little bit like less. No, the Dark Knight Rises is garbage ending. He throws an atomic bomb, blows up, and it's like, oh look at us over in France sipping on some tea. Hi, Alfred. I don't know. I kind of like it. That's fine. You like bad things. <laughs> but yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Yes. Moving right along here. The next one is this my last one? Is your last one, Bill? Oh wow. I'm already out. Okay. Uh so this is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's do we consider Into the Into the Spider-Verse isn't an MCU movie, right? It's no, Spider-Verse so, is not. Obviously not. It's a fucking cartoon. What am I talking about? But Guardians of the Galaxy, 2014, PG-13, two hours and one minute, action, adventure, comedy, came out August 1st, 2014. And I gotta say, I was not into the Marvel Universe at all. I saw Iron Man, I maybe saw a couple, I saw that first Hulk movie with all of our friends, and I was like, you know what? Not for me. Like, <laughs> you ever seen one by itself? Not for me. Yeah. I went to the movies with a bunch of people to see this, didn't know what to expect, was not expecting to like it at all. I was like, yeah, they're all going, I'll fucking go, I don't care. And I walked out of the movie being like, this might be one of my favorite movies of all time. I think I saw it in theaters two or three times. The second it came on Amazon, I bought it. The soundtrack to this movie is absolutely amazing. The story is amazing. I'm wearing a Star Wars t-shirt because, you know, it's also one of them was a summer blockbuster. But to me, this is our, I think Goose said it online, and I've said it forever. This is basically Star Wars. It's the oh, same it's kind of story. I will fight people to death. It's the better Star Wars. Oh, and I'm sorry. 100%. I, I'm not, not even close. Wars. It's not even close. Like, I'm not a Star Wars person. I understand the lure of it, and I understand people love it, and, and amazing things that it's done. It's done freaking 50 years worth of like going mm -hmm. back and forth. But like this movie is 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 this generation. If you're a kid now, this should be your Star Wars. Aside from the fact that it's part of the Marvel Universe, so I guess Mar the MCU is kind of your Star Wars. But like If this wasn't part of the MCU, if this was just a standalone comic book movie brought to life, this would be incredible like this would have so much bigger lore to it i think than it does now because basically all of the character archetypes are in this one movie they just kind of pair them up a little differently like you know uh what's his name uh obviously fucking groot is chewbacca and they kind of pair off peter quill's character with rocket's character to be the han solo type of guy yeah. and you know 
He's also a little bit of Luke Peter Quill, but it's one of the better told movies I've ever seen. I literally just watched it right before this. And once I got done watching it, I was like, I could watch this again right now. Yondu in this movie is fucking amazing too. I forgot how good his little storyline is. Everything about it from start to bottom. I'm I'm ready. Yeah. (laughs) From top to bottom is great. And the music, the music in this movie is part of the movie and it's Mm -hmm. fucking, this is like a soundtrack I would, I'll listen to and everybody can listen to. It's just perfectly done. It's a really, really, like, I think the big thing we're going along with this, and obviously we're big music fans, but, like, some of the music in some of these movies, there's such a huge element to it. Now, I'll tell you a funny story about this. Now, I had no interest once I heard they were releasing Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm a comic book um, I'm comic book knowledgeable. When I was a kid, my dad used to read me comic books. We used to read comic books together. I used to, like, be into them for a very short period of time, probably the first, like, 10 years of my life. And then I was, like, Okay, then they started making more of these movies. Like I said, Spider-Man was coming out. Huge. I was like, oh, this is awesome. All the Batmans, great. Iron Man, I'm like, okay, kind of a minor guy. I used to have the toys and read a little bit, but okay, I'm into him. Hulk, love the Hulk. And then it started like, I like Thor. I'm like, cool. Then that year, Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's when I literally was like, I'm out. They're going too far with this. All these movies can't be great. I'm done. I remember my wife one time when I was working, when I first went over to uh, one of the radio stations, sports radio stations, I was doing an overnight. She said she watched this movie and she said to me, you're not going to like this. And so I said, all right, she knows me well enough. I'm not going to like it. Next thing you know, everybody and their mother was calling me like, oh, the music in this movie, it's going to be your favorite. You're going to love it. I sat down and watched this movie and I was blown the F away. I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't see it probably until like 2016 once it was like available on like on demand or whatever. Mm-hmm. So who knows? 15, 16. And I, it's easily in my top five. I, I'm going to probably redo my ranking sooner or later, but it is by far, like, I think I had a top three last time I ranked Movie them. of all time? Or no, no, sorry, sorry. MCU, MCU. No, no, no. Uh, movie of it's all time. It's a top five movie for me all time. Billy, I am going to have to start taking some goddamn notes on your movies because <laughs> I think by the point, we just, you've already talked about five today that are in your top 10. Last week, you told me Step Brothers is in there. The week, Tommy Boy's in there. No, uh, it's in my top 10. <laughs> Which one? Tommy Boy. Oh, it is now. No, but yeah, I'm going to, I have to keep clips of that. But anywho, uh, it's just an, it's such a good movie. I don't, not a big fan of the second one as much, but I love their involvement in uh, Infinity War, which realistically could be, anybody can find me on this, could be one of the best movies of all time. Like if people can go, go to bat with me all day with that one. Infinity yeah. War is incredible. And they play such a big role in that. I mean, it gets an 8.0 on IMDb, which I think is like, this movie is pretty much, there's a little bit of lull to get the story going, but once yeah. it gets going from there on out, it's just a fucking perfect movie. And also that opening scene with the mother like dying is such a huge part that you don't realize. Like obviously movies always do that. Like they set up these opening scenes where you kind of forget about to then tie it back later. He talked about Yandu, how he plays into all that. But like this movie, and then we 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 didn't even mention like Zoe um Zeldana oh, plays awesome. She's so good in this. Like we live in a world where I think people are super critical of female characters, especially in like male dominated, like movies or TV shows. But this, she is so damn good in it. She's believable and she's green. Yeah. She's phenomenal. And she's pretty hot even as a green lady. Yeah. You do Uh, her. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of my favorite things when he's talking about all like the girls, like he was hooking up with as like different species. It's fucking hilarious. Like he's, incredibly fucking charming in this movie. Drax is hilarious. Rocket yes. is fucking hilarious. You and like it, all the characters. You like oh, them all. Everyone, you love them all. You love and every single one of them. it's the greatest payday for Vince freaking Diesel ever. Vin Diesel. Him too. His brother's in it too. You didn't know? Uh, all right. So then my last one, Bill, it's kind of, we've all complimented each other as we went through. It's uh, the last one in mine, at least chronologically. It's The Avengers or Marvel's The Avengers. 2012 released May 4th, six. 192.7 gajillion dollars it, it uh, earned and they got a Rotten Tomato score of 92%, a critic score of 91%. This is probably the biggest hyped movie of all of the movies we talked about for one reason only, that there this was like the first of its kind where there was four or five movies released prior, depending on Hulk and all that, but like it was all leading to this. You started getting these Nick Fury stuff. Well, I didn't know the hell Nick Fury was. Um, and then everything led to this movie. Now, this movie is good. Not the best. It's a really great action. Great scenes. Um, but this movie had so much going on. That summer, I remember seeing that at least probably twice. Seeing it, I think it was the second weekend because my dad was never a fan of seeing things on like the weekend because it's too crazy. Um, but me and my dad went to go see this one. And I remember being like, Jack, this movie was awesome in theaters. Uh, great action. Great storytelling. Again, in this one, you have an ensemble cast. And I thought that was an ensemble cast. Again, I just talked about Infinity War. That's not on this list because it was released earlier in the year. So it was Endgame. Um, 
But these—it's just insane what this MC, what the MCU is able to do. It just shows what good production, consistent writing, and, and being on the same page can do. But I think this is one of the biggest blockbusters of uh, since we were born because there was so much talk and so much hype in years of hype going into this. Yeah, it was a huge movie at this time. I don't think I was into it really at all. Like I said, I got into it with Guardians. People I knew were watching these movies. I saw it much, much, much later. Obviously, like two thousand. 15 maybe was when I really got big into the MCU after all these movies. Hmm. So I wasn't really on board then, but like it was everywhere and all of our friends were going to see it. I was just like, I'm kind of done with these movies, but you know, it won me over. Eventually I, you know, have watched all of them a bunch of times since this, I would not rank super duper high on my MCU list. It would probably be in like, not the top tier, probably second ish tier. If you're doing like three of them, but it's it's a very you know the the meetup with you know Captain America Thor and Iron Man that's probably you know one of the cooler parts but it kind of like gets blown away by all the stuff as you know these movies keep progressing yeah i in my last rankings my very last time i did this i can't tell when this note was updated i know things have changed cuz i've infinity wars grown so much cuz i just love the movie i had guardians of the galaxy as my number 1 mcu uh, the Avengers was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. But I also had Thor really high because I love that movie. Like Ragnarok? I, no, no, no. I've had that low. I did not like Ragnarok in the beginning, but things have what? changed. Because Ragnarok's a comedy. It's not even like, it's just like a goofy ass movie. It's like, it's like total side plot. I was, I'm very weird. I'm as you already know, but mm. things have definitely changed. Like I can watch that now more than I can watch some of the other ones. Like, I don't know. Anyways, but that was just for me. I think, you know, obviously Marvel could have probably done more in the summertime and probably really dominated this list and a lot of others, but they just dominate so much. They're like, I will give some other people the summers, but those are our list is our favorite summer blockbusters. These are all since we were born. Obviously we, like Bill mentioned, there's star Wars. We mentioned jaws. We mentioned there, there's other movies like Amityville horror was one, which one of my favorite horror movies, but like that's not a summer blockbuster to me. Uh, There's other movies out there. Incredibles too. Yeah, like what? Uh, I've never seen the Incredible. The Shrek ones, we we skipped over Shrek, but Shrek was and, pretty big. Yeah, Shrek was big, and the one that could have went for me it was between that and Spider Man. But I just remember the hype for Spider Man. But the other one I saw way more times, The Lion King. Like that movie could have easily been on here too. I just kind of stay away from cartoons because I don't look at cartoons like summer blockbusters. Maybe it's just because I'm a Will Smith coming out of that, like action and like drama mm-hmm. and all these things. But uh, Lion King, huge goddamn movie. I my favorite personal of all the. You know, Disney's. Yeah, Aladdin slightly beats it out for me, but it's probably top three. Disney. Those are, the, I think, those are the two that most people are going to argue about. Toy Story obviously comes into the uh, frame as well, but um, that's going to do it for us. Let us know your favorite summer blockbusters. Um, you know, what do you think? Like, and then Bill, I guess one last question: Is there any competition? Like now, movie theaters are open. By the way, as we're recording this, they are. Movie theaters are back open. They're back open, baby. I don't know what you can see in there, but um, Tenant is coming out next month. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that the only movie that has a chance to even be on this list for this year? Like, is there anything else that's even like, I don't, there's nothing that I've seen hyped. I mean, how could you hype anything? Wasn't one that they canceled a bunch of movies. I think black widow and the furious that was supposed to come out. Yeah. Fast and fast and the furious fast eight, nine, whatever they are. The one John Cena now in it. Um, but yeah, that was pushed back. Black widow was pushed back. A couple other movies. Um, was pushed back. There's that Steve Carell, like running for president movie that's coming up, but I don't think that has anything blockbustery and not going to make any money. But I don't know. Very interesting. We'll see. I think Tenet is the only one that really has a chance because people have been talking about that movie for like a year, and now yeah. we're finally seeing that it's some wacky stuff. And yeah, I don't know. Christopher Nolan, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt till he really pisses me off. Fair enough. <laughs> that's going to be it. So, uh, now, Bill, our schedule for the rest of July looks like this. We'll go backwards. Once the week of sports returning, which would be the week of July 27th, that is the Monday, that week we'll be doing favorite athletes. We'll look back in time at our favorite athletes from all the sports. Uh, to On the week before that, a couple which we're looking at two weeks away, we will be introducing the, two, uh, the 1999 pop culture pile driver jukebox. We're going to be retiring a song to go into our jukebox from the year 1999. By the way, I've been doing research about that <clears throat> that is going to be a very emotional podcast you're going to want to listen to that one. Oh, it's amazing that's the fucking the, unreal year there are some songs i just looked at the billboard top 100 end of year list first of all it's the year of the female like the top seven artists the top seven songs are all a female artists and like eight out of 11 are female artists can i guess the number one one was celine dion my heart will go on 
You're incorrect. That was oh. earlier. That was a couple of years before. Titanic, I think, came out in 97, but don't call, don't quote me. Uh, I'll tell you what that is in a few weeks. Uh, we also have an Extreme Rules, now called Horror Shower at Extreme Rules. It's a WWE pay-per-view of the month. We'll be uh, doing a live reaction to that one. That one's said and done. And next week, uh, it will be a very interesting topic. It will be a very interesting uh podcast to say the least we'll have some special guests with us it is going to be creating the greatest song ever like i want to give a little tease Black. on what that's yeah oh yeah it's basically we're going to be in, in the best song here. in the world uh so it won't actually be the greatest and best song in the world it will just be us drafting four musical artists as of right now we're going to work out the exact details to figure out you know you got to pick you know if you want a hip-hop song you draft four people to make a hip-hop song you want a rock song you draft four people to make a rock song. We'll tweet out the list, see who had the best potential. And then I say we do it with living people only because oh. that way in case it gets big enough, you know, mm. they actually want to make the song for us. Could be a oh. huge hit. You know, the internet is a wild world. Things can catch on like this. Uh, that'll be it. Hey, you can follow him at BillyD2411 on the old Twitter machine. I'm at Jason D. Rossi. You can follow me there. You can follow us at Pop Culture PD. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube at Pop Culture Piledriver. Just type in three different words, PCB. Get addicted to the content, Bill. Make sure they do so. And don't forget, check us out over on Facebook at the hashtag DorkSharedUniverse. Our content and the content of many other great podcasts like Change my mind, uh, Mac and Goo, Dork, uh, my Miska podcast, Shime, Davy, oh, yeah. and Doctor Joe, Backpacker, all, all yep. on there as well. I think there's only four Street. podcasts: us, Dork, yes. Mac and Goo, and Change My Mind. So go there. All the great content. They're pumping out clips like nobody's business. Uh, it's been a lot of fun so far, and I think we've already started to see the results in views and watches yeah. for you know everyone. So you know that's how you kind of up your social media game. You kind of. You know, tell your friends to tell your friends and get together, and that's how you up it. So hopefully it works for all of us. Yeah, tell your friends. Hope we can be friends, and maybe one day we can all be friends. <laughs> that's the way it works. All right, I we will. I yeah, we will both catch you next week, and we create the greatest song ever. We'll catch you then. Frank says hi. <laughs>